Welcome to episode two of the Source Series. My name is Dan Herod. And I'm Mark Kilcoyne. And this is Steve Tripp. On our last episode, we started the conversation around the thought of who you are is more important than what you do. And we spent a good amount of time reflecting on what good self-care looks like. On today's conversation, we're going to take a look at true self-awareness and why it's important to know the truth about yourself. And as we continue... Yeah, Dan, what, I'll tell you, it's important to know the truth about yourself. Uh, I We played a game at one of our retreats re recently with our camp team, and I found out that I work with a liar. Hey, I wasn't hey. in that game. Yeah. Well, I was, and I didn't realize that I was working with a liar. Yeah, if you've not heard of this game, Secret Hitler, uh, basically you have to you have you have to figure out who's who in this whole thing, and suffice it to say that there were a bunch of people that were comfortable uh, with bold-faced lies, and mm. they pitted Dan and I against each other, and we had no idea that we were on the same team. Right, I was sure of who I was, <laughs> and I was one hundred percent sure of who I was, and we were both sure that the other person was the enemy and not to name people, but, uh, Oh, one guy's name rhymes with villain for mm. uh, probably got a lot of good reasons. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And hat Dacry would be another guy Snap. that was, was, uh, in on this that were lying to our faces. But honestly, we played that game for, it felt like an hour. It, you know, here's the weird thing. It, it felt like an hour, but it flew by. Right. Because there was so much interaction, there was so much back and forth, and that's what tunnel vision can kind of do to you. Yeah. And I was a hundred percent convinced, Steve, that you were the bad guy. Right. And equally, uh, out of all the people at the table, I knew you were one of a, the bad on the bad team for sure. And so it's it's interesting how we both knew we weren't, but we never we never crossed the idea that we could have been on the same team in this thing. Well, it was crazy. And but. what's crazy is that. I've known you for like 17, 18 years. Yeah. I've worked alongside of you for 10. And so I knew that I knew <laughs> that I knew you. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Well, and nope. And especially when we're playing a lying game, I guess that's that's maybe the the key to it. But it uh, it was it was amazing. Well played. Yeah. Uh, Likewise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, today I know we're looking at trying to figure out how to find out the truth about ourselves and and there's a great scripture that we look to as kind of a as a as a backdrop for this and it's Romans chapter 12 verse 3 it says for by the grace given me i say to every one of you do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith god has given you and um there was a series that john ortberg did years ago i think it was called the flow series and he did a teaching that has stuck with me um, for a lot of years, uh, it just really was, it's ways we can discover the truth about ourselves. And he used three real simple examples. Number one, being a mirror, right? If I want to know the truth about myself and what I look like, I can look at a mirror and get a pretty good idea, right? But we know that um, in James, there's a scripture that talks about somebody who walks up, looks in the mirror, and walks away and forgets completely what he looks like, right? Mm. Um, he went to the next thing or the next example was a scale. You know, you can get on a scale and it has the ability to tell you the truth about yourself. It has the, the ability to say, you know, what your weight is. Now, we know that we can manipulate things, but the truth is in that measurement. 
And then finally, he used uh, an X-ray or an MRI. And this was a whole nother level of something that has the ability or the power to tell you the truth about yourself. If you have a problem, you go to a doctor, they'll look at you and they might even put you on a scale and do all these outward tests. But if they really want to know what's going inside, they, they take an MRI and that has the ability to tell the, you the truth about yourself. So with the scale, it was talking about Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel, where he's saying, hey, you've been weighed and you've found, been found wanting. Uh, when it comes to the MRI or the X-ray, it's that passage in Scripture in Hebrews where it talks about how the Word of God is living and active, and it penetrates dividing soul and spirit like an X-ray, like an MRI, to where everything is uncovered. And so just looking at that as a backdrop of if we want to find out the truth about ourselves, um, we have the ability to use this kind of real quick, hey, can I look in the mirror? Can I step on the scale? Can I have the MRI that the Word of God provides and the Spirit helps? And I just thought that would be an incredible way to frame today in talking about self-awareness. So, Yeah, um, absolutely. As I, as I think about you talking through the, the mirror, the scale, and the MRI, immediately when you said mirror, my mind reflected back to a day about 10 years ago. This is before I started Youth Alive, and I was at a movie with some friends, it was Avatar in 3D for the second time. And if you've never seen Avatar, let me help you out. The plot line is super simple. Take the 1990 movie Dances with Wolves and then take supersized Smurf aliens and merge them. You have seen Avatar, okay? So you're welcome for that. But I noticed that my left eye was burning during the movie and tears were coming down my face. And Avatar's not that kind of movie. <laughs> and so... By the end of the movie, though, something was wrong. I felt it, but I didn't know what was wrong. And so I found a mirror and I discovered the truth. I felt that something was wrong, but I didn't know what was going on. And so I looked into a mirror and I discovered half my face was paralyzed. Hmm. And in that instant, all of those feelings of something being wrong were confirmed. But here's what's crazy. It revealed a symptom, the truth, the mirror reflected a symptom, but it didn't give me the source. It didn't reveal to me what was going wrong. I had to go to the doctor and he diagnosed me with Bell's palsy. Mm, yeah. And for those of you unaware of what that is, it's basically a condition where half your face just stops working. And in that moment before I had the diagnosis, I didn't know if I was having a stroke. I didn't know what was going on. So there's real anxiety inside of me and looking into the mirror helped me diagnose the symptoms, but I needed more. Right. Yeah. I had to go to somebody who knew what they were talking about to help me figure this out. Yeah. You can, you know, you look at that and, and actually the first two examples, you can kind of manipulate mirrors. We've talked about, you can go in a fun house and you can be extra tall or extra wide. I like the you know. extra skinny yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling <laughs> me you right too. now, that's so, for me. Yeah. Uh, but, and then they you, should put those in health clubs, you know. <laughs> oh man, that's a good idea. Yes. You know, they, the funny part there is then you move over to scales and yeah, I don't know if you've ever done this, but if people, if you have a scale in your house and people get on and there's just this debate immediately <laughs> about whether or not this scale is right. Uh, it's interesting because like, like I know what I weigh. Well, actually that's the, that's the instrument used to tell you what you weigh. Mm -hmm. But we know there's a little knob on the side and you can be like, well, we'll just feel better about ourselves in the yeah, morning, you know? Absolutely. 
in this case, it's re- the reference in Daniel was great because it's it's the king had been warned through prophets of God for years and years and years, and he finally that when the judgment came, it's like, hey, you've you've been on this scale and you've been found wanting. You've had all these chances and you haven't done anything about it. It's mm. just, but both of those two examples, you know, you can kind of manipulate that. Uh, when it comes to the MRI, it gets a little more difficult when all of a sudden there's a picture of the inside, yeah. right? You get yeah. a real picture. Yeah, I, let me let me tell you a little, little bit of my story about the MRI part of that. Um, you know, the, the, the mere part for me was I was getting ready to go to Africa and I had to go for a health exam before I went and uh, went to the doctor and told the doctor, hey, I'm going through this thing. Everything's going well. I said, one thing, could you just check? I'm, I'm having some trouble hearing out of this ear. I'm thinking I'm going to get a hearing aid. And so he says, he checks. He says, yeah, I see you're not hearing as well, but I'm going to send you to an audiologist after you get back from Africa. I'm like, All right, no problem. So I'm on my way to Africa, come back. And uh, he checks me again and says, yeah, you better go to the audiologist and, and confirm that you might need a hearing aid or whatever. So mm-hmm. I go to the audiologist. He puts me in this room, puts some headphones on, and he comes out and says, sure enough, you can't hear out of that ear very well. Right. And you're, you're losing hearing. And then, then he does something kind of strange. He, he calls me over, and I'm sitting there, and he starts flicking my eyelid and my, my eyelashes. I'm thinking, what is this all about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like how yeah. weird did that feel? So, so we're all done, and, and he says, "I think you have a tumor." I'm like, "What? No way!" Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "You, you put me in a room. You confirmed that I can't hear very well out of this ear, and, and you're flicking my eyelids, and you're saying I have a tumor." And uh, he says, "I, I think we should send you for an MRI." And I'm like, yeah, you better, because I'm not going on that. <laughs> I'm not going to go on the fact that you're telling me I have a tumor by flicking my eyelid. Yeah. And so, mm. um, so I come home and I tell my wife. I she goes, well, how'd the hearing test go? And she, she the doctor thinks I have a tumor. Mm. And she goes, what? And so, sure, I set up an MRI right away because I, you know, I had a choice. I had a choice. I could have said, you know, hey, this guy's a quack. You know what? What's wrong with him? Or I could, but. That curiosity was never going to be satisfied unless I went for the MRI, mm. and the MRI was was a deeper look. And sure enough, I go to the go and have an MRI, and they find out that I have a tumor, and it's pressing on my brainstem, and that if I don't have it taken care of, it it's going to kill me. Oh my! Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. and it was it was traumatic and all all of that. But the truth of the matter is, I could have just ignored that and said, you know, this mm. is just goofiness, you know, right? Because all I was having at the moment at that time was just trouble hearing, but it would have progressively gotten worse. And so I think the 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 lesson in this for me is in the whole idea of the mirror. You know, I knew that I was losing my hearing. You know, I, it was self evident to me, but what I couldn't know is what was causing it. Yeah. And so I had to get to the cause. And I think for in self being self aware, sometimes you you can recognize the problem, but you you may not be expert enough to know the cause. And so. What is it in our life, and Steve, I know you, that we are talking about this, what is it in our life that gets to the root of the problem? Mm-hmm. It's the word of God in our, in right. our heart and in our life. Absolutely. And maybe you can explain yeah, it's, that it's, a little it's bit. interesting because, you, you know, like um, typically, man, I don't know if you have the experience when you go to the doctor and they ask you, like, questions you're supposed to know. Uh, they see me and they understand right away I'm in that category. 
oh, this is the guy whose wife takes care of everything and he doesn't even know who his doctor is. Mm. He There's a 50-50 chance he'll have his insurance card, whatever, all that. <laughs> um, but there are sometimes men especially or people can be of this mindset going, why would I go to the doctor? They're just going to find something wrong with me, yeah. right? And, they, and we kind of, as long as you can handle the not hearing, you'd be like, ah, I'm going to have some unnecessary surgery or they're going to put me on medication. When in reality, we should embrace this where they're trying to find something to help catch it before it becomes terminal or much, much worse. And I think the word of God is that. I think mm -hmm. it's, uh, yes, you know, in our youth, we think, oh, see, I, I messed around with this and it didn't, it didn't erase my relationship with God. But as we get older and older, all of a sudden we find those things in scripture that, that the Lord has put there to say, hey, this is to protect you. This, mm -hmm. is, this is good medicine. This is good care um, to help you be aware. It may be years and all of a sudden it grows up and, and it becomes a real issue for us. And we thought we were okay. And so um, I guess what we're talking about today is like, how can we embrace these things, the spirit of God, the word of God, friendships, all of the kinds of things that can help us learn the truth about ourselves to help us towards health, to help us to be in a place. Because um, I think when we when we were talking about being self-aware, we all have friends that, and we all have this, certain areas were very self-aware. Mm -hmm. Others were not at all. Um, uh, I think we talked about like the Enneagram test, right? It's like, what number are you? And there's wings. And I've been informed of my number and wings um, but I don't, uh, some are animals, some are, there's all mm -hmm. kinds of ways to tell you the truth about yourself. But even there, those tests, have you taken those? I've taken a couple. I don't, I, I don't know what an anagram is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know what, I don't, I have, I know what Teddy grams are. Yes. Right? yes that's, amen. That's about it. Yes. <laughs> so with them, you take these tests and I know Mark, you have a background in education yeah. and, and, yeah. and surveys and studies. And they have to ask the question so many different ways. Well, why do they do that? Because they know that if we can pick off what you're trying to get, we'll answer it with our intentions versus Absolutely. our realities, yeah. right? So people will figure out, well, I want to be a number X or I want to be this. And that's a part of our discussion has been interesting going, um, we measure ourselves by our intentions, right? What's in my heart? Absolutely. You know me, Mark. That's Dan, that's not who I really am. But when I measure you, I'm not looking at your heart. I'm just looking at what you did. And, and we, it's, if we want to be self-aware, we've got to know not just what's in our heart, but what comes out in our actions. What's mm -hmm. the reality? Um, just even simple things like habits, right? Like people who, who are late all the time for something. Well, they might, they might think, oh man, I'm never late. You know, they've convinced themselves mm -hmm. of that. And these are innocent, but I think the bigger piece are things that are going on inside of us that we we maybe are aware of that truth, but we figure out ways to either lie to ourselves or excuse ourselves or, mm. or live in the, hey, that's today. I'm going to fix that tomorrow. Um, those are all dangers for us in life and ministry and relationship that um, the truth about ourselves should be a gift and not something that we would want to run from. Yeah. And, and some of those things aren't necessarily even necessarily lies. Some of them are aspirations that people have sure. for themselves and they desire yeah. to be a certain way. You know, you take these personality tests or and you and you circle that because that's really what I want to be. That's what I really value, but it may not be who you really are. And sometimes it's important when you take those tests to have somebody else who really knows you 
take one along with you so that they, you can compare notes a little bit. Yeah, that's well said. That's and the well danger said. is you can worry about how do I portray myself to be something I'm not too, right? Right. We've all done that. Like, I don't want them to know that this is really going on in my life. Well, that person could be the actual antidote to part of that problem. They right. could they mm-hmm. could be a person to help, you know? So, so, so the yeah. question for me is sometimes, well, why, why, why do people, why are they afraid of portraying who they really are? And mm-hmm. it's because there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, one is they... You know, they want people to like them and they think they'll like them if they circle the answers the right way or the way that they think people want them to be perceived. So, of course. And I don't know for you, but why you might not want to. I mean, you guys are playing this game. I have no idea. I've never (laughs) seen this game, the secret, whatever, Hitler, whatever it is. And I can just imagine, you know, how you're trying to portray yourself. I don't know. Is is the goal to lie? Is it? Well, it depends on which team you're on. But yeah, the reality is you're counting on. You're using everything you can to convince somebody else of a truth, whether it is true or not. Mm-hmm. You want them to believe you. Yeah. And really, the point of Secret Hitler is to win the game. Right. At all costs. Right. And so that's why we had the skullduggery going on in that game. <laughs> well, and people, yeah. so people do that in real life. I mean, For sure. They, well said. You know, they try, they portray it something because they want to win the game they want to be considered the most popular or most important or whatever that is that Mm. they want to be perceived by others maybe better than what they really are right on and i think there's a real cost that we pay when we don't have true self-awareness yeah because we'll end up acting or maybe even not knowing uh, that we're being something and pay the price that we maybe never have wanted to ever pay. Yeah. You and, get down to the base of this, Dan. And I think, you know, who you are is more important than what you do. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a healthy understanding that your value is established by God and not yeah. by others, well said. then you're going to want to be like, Hey, uh, in this industry, this is what gets rewarded in these types of, if I'm looking for a relationship, this is the kind of behavior that gets rewarded. And that's not who I am naturally. So how do I change myself or portray myself differently? And that can lead to real frustration and disappointment. And it's interesting. That scripture we started with talking about, hey, not to think more highly of yourself than you ought. Mm-hmm. It, that goes both ways. Like, also don't think of yourself lower than you ought. Yeah. Meaning God has established the value in each of us. And that's the value that matters, not the perceptions of other as much. But we we kind of live in this space where we want, we know we're kind of, it's like your mom. Moms always love their kids, right? Yeah. That's what they have to do. But my friends, I have to convince them to love me or value me. And mm-hmm. we kind of treat God that way sometimes like, oh yeah, of course he loved me, but you know, how are these people going to love yeah. me? And, and we can chase the wrong things. And really the, what we're talking about today is we don't want you to avoid discovering the truth about yourself. We want you to run towards that. Mm-hmm. And uh, continually look for how can I, how can I establish this self awareness that's not only um, what I hope to be, but what I actually am, and build off of that. And I, I honestly believe God is going to help us. Mm-hmm. You know, we discover the truth about ourselves, but we also recognize that He's going to help us develop into who He wants us to be. Yeah. I mean, we all have to recognize we're all on a journey. The truth about ourselves is is maybe evident, maybe it's not evident. But it is going to be revealed one way or another if, if we allow ourselves to go through the, that examination. 
and God's going to help us. He He's there to help us be who He's created us to be. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I'm encouraged by that because no matter where I start, I I, I recognize that God's going to help me where I'm at to be who he, He's created me to be. Well, and isn't that really liberating to yeah. know there isn't an ounce more you and I have to produce to be fully loved by God? Yeah, right. Yeah, and that yeah. that really unlocks the chains on all of our souls. You know that uh, as I was looking back at this this study, he referenced something that I think we've, I've talked about with both of you before, but it's called the uh, self-serving bias. Mm -hmm. And so they would, they would interview all these people and they'd say, Hey, why don't you rank yourself where you think you are in the, in the realm of athletes or students, you know, in your class, do you think what, what level student do you think you are? You know, what percentage do you think you're in uh, above or below average? Right. So Mm -hmm. the 50% line, where it really got my attention was when it came to they had a part for for pastors in preaching. And it was like 80% of pastors felt like they were above average communicators. <laughs> you know, and the joke was always, well, this should be really close to 50%. Mm. But what it was saying is that self-serving bias is we see ourselves differently, maybe, than we really are. Mm-hmm. And for something like our speaking ability, you know, maybe that's innocent, maybe that's not. But I do think, you know. As as for my faithfulness, or maybe some of the values of God's word, uh, it can get a little more dangerous if I'm if I'm self serving biased to protect something inside of me that could be uh, a tumor that's growing to kill mm-hmm. me. Right? Mm-hmm. Scripture talks about it's a seed; it gives birth. It's this flower that grows up, and when it blooms, it's it's death. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is man. I I I love this concept. Um, and I think one of the lines he said is that here's what you can count on. If you submit yourself to finding the truth out about yourself, the spirit of God and the word of God can tell you the truth about yourself. There's a good chance it's going to hurt, mm-hmm. but it will produce growth. And so what we're asking is, do I want to avoid pain more than I want to grow? Yeah. Or am I willing, what's my pain threshold to have the growth in my life that God has intended? And I think in hindsight, that's way easier than in the middle of it. In the middle of pain, man, we, I, I get good at lying to myself. I get good at avoiding the truth. And, yeah. and, um, and I think I'm not alone there. So Yeah, and I think our, our relationship with pain is a little precarious sometimes because uh, sometimes there is bad pain. You stub your toe, that is bad pain. And it's, it's, it's thrown away pain. You don't get anything out of that pain. And then there's other types of pain and discomfort. Uh, I, I run occasionally, but running's dumb. I don't yeah. know why I do it. Amen. Yeah, it's just, you, if you do it right, all you want to do is stop. And it's just, anyways, the thought of a fun run, that, that's a lie. That's a lie. That is a flat out lie. But it, maybe it, we'd be better served if we understood that sometimes what is hurtful can be really helpful. And when we have a confrontation with the truth, that's actually a moment of revelation for us. And then that can lead to transformation for us. And I'm excited uh, that the Lord is so uh, concerned for us that he would tell us the truth and that he'd send Jesus to be truth. And then he'd give us his word and then he'd give us his spirit. It's so encouraging to know that God has given us everything that we need to make sure that we're living the best life possible. Yeah. Amen. 
you know, uh, I was thinking about just embracing that pain. You know, it, it's painful to have someone tell you, hey, you have a tumor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's revealing to what's going actually on and to find out the cause of why I'm, I'm losing my hearing. Also recognizing it's going to affect my balance. It's going to affect my, maybe my life. So that revelation is painful. And I think sometimes the revelation of, of uh, ourselves can be painful. We have a choice then. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that pain's been revealed. But now you have a choice. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, that's so good. You know, and that for me, that was the key thing is now I have a choice and I have to have uh, have to have surgery. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I can't ignore the truth that I've that's been revealed to me. I can't. I can't, it's been plain, plainly given to me. This is what's really happening. And now I have to have surgery. And so I have to embrace that. And I have to go forward and, and have that tumor removed. If I don't have it removed, the pain of knowing is is been wasted. Yeah. Now I have to do something about it. And I think for me in my spiritual life is the word of God does reveal who I am. Mm-hmm. And, but it also gives me the prescription and says, here's how you can fix it. Yeah. And so I think for all of us, we, you know, the word of God not only reveals and cuts to the bone and the marrow and goes right to the heart of the matter, but it also shows me the prescription says, here's how you can deal with that. Yeah. yeah. In addition to the spirit of God and the word of God, there's the people of God mm-hmm. and our friends are some of the most valuable gifts that God has given us without a doubt. Yeah. And when we allow them to speak truth to us, man, it helps. Like I can remember one time in my life I was frustrated and I, I wasn't at a place of health that I wanted to be. And I was just, man, I don't have time for is the comment that I made. And this person loved me enough to look me in the eye and say, well, no, you're not making the time for that. And this harkens back to our self-care conversation. Mm-hmm. But I needed that friend to tell me the truth. And right. you know what? I stopped making excuses and I made the time. And the confrontation led to revelation, which then led to transformation. And uh, I'm just thankful for that. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about self-aware people. Uh, you don't have to tell others. You're you're attracted to self-aware people, people that are self-aware. Yeah. You're, you're not, if somebody's not self-aware, usually there's a little like, Oh, he, that, that person just doesn't get it. You know, That's like well said. they don't. And, and so here's the difference, right? Same thing. We were talking about in your games. You don't just pick your number and say, these are all the negative traits. So that's my number. Right. I'm very aware. You have to deal with it. No, what we're saying is being aware of that. Let's say it's, uh, I might be quick tempered. Because I'm self-aware of that, I might say, hey, Dan, Mark, as friends, I really blew it the other day. I know that's in me, and I want you to know I'm working on it, so I apologize. And Mm -hmm. that's a self-aware that's healthy, not like, hey, guys, I'm an Enneagram, whatever. What do you you expect? You know, that's just how I am. That's... That's not a healthy kind of self-awareness. Right, right. You know, uh, God gives... It's your remedy or your... He gives us the prescription for all of this, how... God's spirit helps us to mm-hmm. replace that with his fruit and not our own kind of a thing. So um, when we start talking about what we're after here, uh, I just, I really want to help because I know the most growth happens once we tell us ourselves the truth about ourselves. Yeah. As long as we keep this kind of lie or intentions or whatever we want to call it out there, you can never really get down and deal with the issue. So mm-hmm. Mark, if it's the case where you're pretending to hear when you can't. Right. Right. Yep. 
well, we can't really get to the bottom of this because you keep passing hearing tests somehow, right? Like, uh, you know, yeah. or... <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I honestly, I used to do that when I was a kid. I'd go and they give you the hearing tests in schools and they, can you hear that noise? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm raising my hand all the time because I don't want them to think I'm, I can't hear. So I'm raising my hand all the time. That was probably not the smartest thing to do. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I think... Like, where do we go next? Yeah. Right. Cause that's where it all, it all lines up and that's where really the most effective life change can happen. So, you know, Mark, as we kind of think through that, what are your thoughts on where do we go next with all of this? Yeah. So for me, it's very practical for me is one, I want, I want to embrace the mirror. I want to mm. be able to look at myself honestly in the mirror. Um, I want to embrace the scale and, and, embrace how others may view me and the, my friends. And I want to embrace the MRI, the deep, the deep dive on who I am with the Word of God and not run from those things. It's easy to run from them, but it's hard sometimes to embrace them. And, hmm. you know, practically, you know, just looking at it saying, you know, can I find a friend that loves God with all their heart and loves me with all their heart that can help speak the truth to me? And, mm -hmm. and you know, maybe it's as, the mere part of it is... So a lot of us are communicators is being brave enough and bold enough to videotape ourselves and to sit down and watch it and say, yeah. what do I see? Absolutely. So those are just being practical and finding a good friend, being in the word of God and, and, and uh, looking at myself honestly. Mm -hmm. Can and I throw a warning in on that? Because we all have those friends who will say really difficult things that actually, you know, and then. They're like, hey, I'm just a truth. I just tell the truth. I just call it how I see it. And and I would say the warning that I've always placed in that, I'm like, well, then two things. Number one, you don't have to say it the way you did. Mm -hmm. And number two, you have to be ready to receive truth the same way you speak truth. And I've never run into that combination yet where mm -hmm. people are like, I just say it like it is. If you return that back, there's, there's wounds that somehow happened that they yeah. didn't think other people received from the way they... Which it, it, so. that kind of brings up to mind some things that we've got to be aware of is understanding the difference between preference and purpose. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it a little bit earlier, but we judge ourselves based on our heart and our intents and we judge other people based on their actions or a perception of their actions even. And choosing your preference over your God-given purpose, that that's a, it's a trap if you're angling towards true self-awareness. And I think another thing that it's important to keep your eye on is understand your core values. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Uh, my friend Levi Koistra is a phenomenal leader and somebody that just keeps uh, encouraging me to keep being better. And he says it this way, like, what are you willing to get into a fight over? And it's becoming less and less for me as I get older. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how big the guy is. I exactly. Guess. <laughs> and who else is with you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Yeah. Great no. point. Yes. And just understanding whatever you're willing to throw down over is yeah. what you value the most. And is that in line with the kingdom of God? Is that in line with the inherent worth of every soul on the planet? Mm-hmm. And, and then maybe thinking through like, what are, what are some ways that you find yourself maybe escaping from the truth? And do you, do you have a habit of when the truth is starting to be told, 
you just find a way to leave the room or you find a way to turn off the podcast. And that wasn't a guilt ploy to keep you listening yeah. to the end of this podcast. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't think that, but understanding what you tend to do when you're confronted with the truth. Right. Yeah. There's this power in the truth. Yeah. And, uh, there's so many shortcuts to figure out, uh, maybe I'm not, as comfortable as I thought with all of that yet. Yeah. And that's a healthy place to be. There should be a lot of places where you're like, ah, I hate, I don't love that about myself. And I, I wish I didn't have to do the extra work on that. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like, uh, I think back in the day when I would just, my poor wife, I would just bring people over to the house nonstop mm. and she keeps a pretty clean house, but in her mind, she wants a heads up, um, to at least if you know we got kids and whatever just to straighten up before anybody would come there and i think we do a lot of straightening up when we're around certain people yeah or when we're in certain places and i think that that um you know dave said it hey or david said it you know search me and know my ways it's like he's not saying don't look in that room or don't look in that room he's going search my heart and know me yeah and i think that's a that's a, a real passion for discovering the truth about yourself that I think I think Jesus loves that. Yeah. Um, and the right kinds of friends will be around and they'll be the last thing they'll want to do is hurt you. So if they say something mm. that isn't comfortable, you can know they would have done anything else if they felt like they could and still be a good friend to you. That's yeah. the kind of people I want in my life. Yeah. And that will help me to go after truth more. And so we're just saying, hey, we're pushing you. Get on the scale. Look in the mirror. Have the MRIs. Your time with the Lord. Get around people that are going to really want the best for you to, where you, to, to get where you need to go to find that truth out about yourself. And then once you're self-aware, embrace that and don't let this other stuff crowd yeah. in. And it's an ongoing process. I mean, it it's not like one day you're self-aware and then you're done and you move right. on to the next, <laughs> sure. yeah. next yeah. thing. It's, it's For a sure. continual ongoing process. And what I'm self-aware about today changes tomorrow on some, right. something else that God is revealing to me. I'm glad he doesn't reveal it all at once. Right, that's the you truth. Know? And so I'm, I'm thankful that I'm a work in progress yeah. and that he's he continually to, to refine me. You know, the scripture tells us that iron sharpens iron, and I have others around me that continue to help sharpen me. But don't do it all at once. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and God doesn't, I don't think He does that. I don't nope. think He does it all at once. I, it would just, I, I think it would, could destroy us if we knew all the things that needed to be changed about yeah. us. And here's what's cool uh, I think the more you exercise your self awareness, and if it were a muscle, I think the stronger it gets. Yeah. And that's the cool snowball effect of the work of the gospel in all of our lives. It, we, we get better at understanding what the Holy Spirit is thinking, what the word of God is saying, and what the mind of God is really trying to get to us. And I have loved this conversation. Yeah. Uh, Steve, Mark, thank you so much for making the time to have this conversation. I hope you don't mind, but I brought Secret Hitler. Ugh. And so we're going <laughs> to... I'm telling you, you both have admitted you're liars. Yes, so I'm, right. I'm think I'm out. Trust uh, me, Mark. Trust Mark's, you. Mark would be lying in the weeds for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you right now. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to reveal my anagram, whatever that oh, yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Thanks so much for joining us for part two of the Source series. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation on self-awareness. Today's episode was hosted by Dan Harrod with guests Mark Kilcoin and Steve Tripp. This episode was produced and edited by Liz Vanderplug and Ron Hewitt. To connect with us or to listen to other episodes in the Source series, you can visit our website linked in the episode description. It's there that you'll find other great resources like those mentioned in today's episode. We also have supplemental episodes available tailored to your area of ministry, whether it's Kidman or Studentman. We would love to connect with you online. We hope you'll join us for part three of the Source series as we continue our discussion on who you are is more important than what you do. Thanks for joining us.